And welcome to the Confound Millennial, starring Stephen Sturvin Michaels and featuring special guest Peter Duff. Hey man, what's up? Hey, how much? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. It's uh, it's been a wild day. It's been yeah. a wild day. Like I told you just before we uh, uh, started this episode, I was up in a tree trying to save a kitten. Your <laughs> old girl tells you to save a kitten. You get up in that tree. Definitely. Yeah. They're funny enough. There was uh, a couple weeks ago. There was a cat stuck on my neighbor's roof. <laughs> And so we had that too. But uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is the man, the myth, the legend, Peter Duff? Cool. All right. So, th- so this song is kind of different and kind of cool for me because I've spent the last um, uh, about, I've basically spent the last decade working on songs for other people in the studio or working on songs with bands. And in both of those contexts, Ultimately, at the end of the day, it's somebody else's big picture creative vision. Somebody else is calling the shots. You know, when I'm in the studio with an artist, I always tell him, like, I'll give you my ideas. But, you know, at the end of the day, tell me to fuck off because it's your song, not mine. And so this time I was kind of like, I want to finally do something that's all my own stuff start to finish. And that's something I haven't done historically because I don't really consider myself a singer, a vocalist, a front man, anything like that. But I kind of realized that, you know, if I'm going to release anything of my own, I kind of have to suck it up and, you know, let my voice and my lyrics and everything be what they're going to be. And um, and yeah, so this was kind of the result of just saying, fuck it. And I'm finally going to get this thing off of my to do list and put something out. And uh, and yeah, and and I also tried to be really open and honest in the song about kind of where I'm at with kind of my career and like my mental health and um all those kinds of things and so the song is is really me just kind of going hey this is me both musically and in terms of like content and that kind of thing and that's uh we talk a lot about mental health on here yeah uh, it's kind of one of our three staples and um dude it's it's important to be just open honest and you know, you don't always have to tell the world, but if you want to, you know, it's a very important therapeutic thing to get yeah. that out there in your art. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you were mentioning your uh, voice. Your voice is fine, man. I, like <laughs> it. it's, uh, I got a buddy of mine. He's in a band and he sends me. You know, him and his brother, they play like nobody's business. But they send me tracks of just them doing the vocals. Dear Lord. <laughs> well, well, the the, the uh, uh, 
the difference may in part be that I'm a professional engineer, and so I spend lots and lots of time making crappy-sounding vocals sound good. So good chance if your friends sent me the stuff before they sent it to you, you might also like those vocals better. But um, but yeah, but yeah. So what you yeah what you what you don't see or hear as a listener is you know the the 20 takes I did that I picked the best word from each take and then the tuning on every single word and layering it, you know, three to six times and um, all that kind of back-end magic that, you know, I do to, to make it a little bit more presentable, which, you know, some people think is, uh, you know, that kind of editing and, and polishing and stuff makes it less authentic or something, but... Um, that's part of my craft is the way I'm able to manipulate things and and that kind of stuff. And so it helps present the vision in in the way I actually want it to be, for better or worse. But you might not see me. You're probably never going to see me going and, and trying to play this stuff live. <laughs> you know, I see people uh, attacking singers for editing their, like, TikToks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh the thing is, like, if it's cheating, you know, to do that, if it is easier to do that, you do. Do it. Right. Just, if it sounds good, it is good. You're saying crap about people that's editing this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Edit it yourself. See how good it sounds. Yeah. You went to school for this. You know what you're doing. You have a right to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's it's my song. I'll do whatever I want. And if you don't like the way the vocals sound or if the vocals sound too fake for you, then like, cool, listen to another song. <laughs> right. Like there's not enough music out there. Right. right totally. totally. Which is another uh, struggle. How do you find yourself at this point in your career trying to put your foot in the door? Um, That's a great question. Uh, I, that's, that's, I think part of what, makes musicians more likely to deal with mental health stuff is it's really fucking depressing to be like, here's a thing that I've worked on for tens of hours or whatever. And, you know, not that many people are really going to hear it when you, but at the same time, somebody that has a, a TikTok account or something and they post silly videos, they get 2 million views in like a day. And you're like, what the hell? This is, you know, the there's a, a difference in the level of, you know, it's all subjective, but quality of a product or something, but because it's so hyper-competitive and everybody can put stuff out now and social media is so cluttered for distributing, it's it's really discouraging. And so part of how I deal with that is being realistic and kind of, you know, I'm not trying to be a big artist. You know, I'm never expecting to make my whole living and career in music be about the songs that I write or record, you know, for me at the end of the day, like I want to put out stuff that some people hear and maybe it helps some people kind of feel like they have somebody else to relate to about like the content of the song, or, you know, maybe it gives some people ideas of different things they could do production wise or something. But but ultimately, my career is is based around helping other people make music. And so I know that's where I'm like focusing um, 
kind of those career goals and then anything I get from this is is kind of just the extra fun stuff on top and my own kind of outlet. Um, and then it also ties in with some of the new stuff I've been doing um, on my new YouTube channel where I'm, you know, also talking about this kind of music and mental health stuff. And so, um, you know, releasing some music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Link down below. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so releasing a song that talks about the stuff that the YouTube channel has to do with, you know, is just like hopefully another way to bring people into that conversation. And uh, what is the YouTube channel, by the way, for the listeners? Yeah, it's it's just uh, YouTube slash Peter Duff Music. Gotcha. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm using it to you know release some of my own music, like this song, and then. I'm also having conversations with other musicians about the the relationship between music and mental health, you know, like why are musicians like 70% more likely to be depressed, you know, like there's a weird correlate correlation there, you know, it's like do depressed people play music or do people who play music get depressed kind of thing. So um, that's really interesting to me and important to me to, to talk about. And then um, I'm also using the channel to kind of share some of my knowledge about recording and production and mixing and, and that kind of stuff. I I personally think it's depressed people playing music, not music makes people depressed because, you know, uh, I mean, a podcast isn't necessarily an art form. But I am 100% identify as an artist. Totally. And, uh, you know, just all the art friends that I have, we're all just a bunch of tortured souls. Not yep. sure yep. what we're doing, but yep. Yep. Uh, you see the most beautiful creations come out of the people that are the most tortured. Right. Yeah. Which is really interesting because the flip side of it is then other people consuming that art that people are creating often find, you know, that music or whatever as like something that helps them feel better, you know? And so it's a really kind of weird juxtaposition and kind of a little bit of an oxymoron in there, you know, but I think it also is partially like, like you said, like, you know, how do you deal with releasing this thing and, and feeling like nobody's going to hear it or whatever, um, whatever specifically you asked about, but like, it's like, yeah, it's it's probably, you're right, mostly the, the tortured people that do the art as a way of expressing yourself. But then the relationship you have with, like, putting that into the world and stuff makes all that worse. Because then you're going, ah, nobody likes this. Nobody, you know, who cares? What's the point? Um, so I think those things, it's kind of like a vicious cycle, you know, a little bit. It's like, I totally get it, too, what you were talking about with, you know, looking at, you know your own personal stuff versus let's say somebody's TikTok. Mm -hmm. But uh yeah, well, I've been doing this podcast three years, two and a half years now. I made a new TikTok account last night and I've got mm -hmm. more likes on that TikTok account than <laughs> I have the entire season. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like that's that's something that's really frustrating to me is that you know, the all of that social media stuff that's really popular now is all about like it's a 30 second video. It's a 10 second clip. It's, you know, like nobody has the attention span or wants to commit to long form content. But then that long form content 
whether it's an hour-long podcast or whether it's a three-minute song, it's like, that's actually the stuff that's more valuable, but we're kind of, you know... And we're losing, yeah. Because of TikTok, we're actually seeing a point where I'm seeing a lot of songs come out that are a minute or less. Yeah. I'm like, and they're obviously designed to be TikTokable. Right. Or right. Instagram or whatever. But the thing is, you just, it's not long enough for a song. Right. I mean, right. I guess if it's designed to be that long, you know, it is. But if you're just doing it just, you know, to capitalize on the low attention span uh, media like TikTok, Instagram, um, I mean, you're not really putting out the best quality, are you? Right. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird kind of thing that we're stuck in, I think. I don't know. Do you see do you think that it's going to start affecting the music industry that you're going to start seeing a lot of like shorter songs? It's a good question. Like I know like some people I've worked with have been like, yeah, let's do a minute song. But I think that's more because like that's I work with like a lot of pop punk bands and, and stuff like that. And that's kind of like a punk thing, you know, like um, like some bands will have just like a minute. It's just like a crazy thing that you play to get a circle pit going or a mosh pit going or something um, like I remember there was a, a band that my friends in high school like saw at a show one time and, and they had this song that was just called like seven seconds of fury where they just played this like really intense quick breakdown. And then uh, they're like, you guys want to hear it again? <laughs> and then they just do it again. So it's like, that's kind of like, like, I think that kind of thing can be fun when you're like, you know, when it's, it's like, here's a short thing, like for the sake of being fun or for like not being that serious or something. Um, yeah, yeah, or like, you know, here's a minute-long kind of, like, intro track to the album or something. Like, there's totally a time and place for that. But I think it's shitty when the, uh, your artistic vision gets cut down to a minute or 20 seconds or something because that's what the big corporations tell you is what's acceptable content now. Like, that sucks. You know, it's kind of like all the, the platforms and everything just increasingly put people into boxes, you know, which like at the same time, like there is um, definitely like value in having limitations when you're trying to do creative stuff, you know, it makes you think differently, but uh, this doesn't feel like a, a limitation for the sake of, you know, creativity. It's all about just like get people addicted to shit so you can sell more ads. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it reminds me of being back in high school writing some uh, short film scripts. And, uh, man, that was the worst thing in the world for me because <laughs> I write the script, have this perfect, exactly how I wanted it in my head, and we go for a read-through. We are like, Stephen, 30 minutes is not a short film. <laughs> <laughs> We meant five. I'm like, I tried to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But, um, so, what is, what's the name of the song again? I'm incredibly forgetting. <laughs> no worries. Uh, the song's called The To Do List. The To Do List. Okay. Yeah. But um, 
if you can't tell, it is it has just been a wild week here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, so what are our what are your plans going forward past the to do list? Yeah. So I'm I'm continuing to to do my mixing and production work. I've got a couple of really cool projects um, kind of in line right now. And and then, like I said, I'm I'm doing this YouTube stuff and um, that's kind of in early stages, but I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm trying to, you know, bring people into that. Um, but but I also am working on some more of my own stuff. Um, I'm, I'm not totally sure what the big picture vision for it is yet. I've, I've gotten some really positive feedback on on this song already from people. And they're like, you know when's the whole album of this coming out? And I'm like, I don't know, but you know, part of putting something out was to gauge people's interest. You know, now if I know people actually like that and would be interested in an EP or an album or something like that's definitely something that I'll be considering doing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's also kind of a question of like, how much am I willing to commit to one kind of style? Because, there's a million things that I like doing. You know, this song, the to-do list is is pretty like kind of poppy and upbeat and like inspired by bands like Two Door Cinema Club. Um, but I also really like doing kind of softer, more chill stuff with like Death Cab for Cutie vibes. And, um, you know, I think some of those things can go together. Um, but I also play like in a pop punk band called Hard to Hit. And that's totally different. And, and I also like doing more like kind of instrumental and orchestral composition kind of stuff. So really the what's next is trying to figure out how do I tie a lot of those things that I wanted to do into something that's kind of cohesive and that people can enjoy. My uh, personal opinion is just uh, keep on keeping on with the yeah. Yeah. stuff. <laughs> that's my shit right there. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, for sure, sure. Uh, but no, dude. I mean, it kind of sucks that you've got to pick something to go. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, just saying, you know, as a artist, you know, soul of an artist here, I'm not good at any damn thing. <laughs> but. I can paint here. I can do this. I can paint some D and D miniatures. I can do all these different things a little bit at a time. Yeah. It would absolutely kill me to have to stick to one of them. Yeah. And, and, and that's also a reason why I haven't released anything till now, because I'm like, well, I don't want to put myself in a box. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, that's part of why I like started a YouTube channel is because I wanted to use that as a platform to, release things more so than like here's an album or an ep because i feel like on youtube you can go this is one video you know like here's here's a cool thing to watch and then maybe the next thing i put up will be completely different and if they're not coexisting on an album then somebody's not going oh what the hell is this you know it's like i you know interviewing these bands for the show i i see more and more often bands are taking the route of not releasing EPs, not releasing albums, but releasing singles just so they can show off all the different things they can do. Right. Right. Totally. And uh, that, 
don't know. I like that. I like a band or an artist that just comes out and it's like, this is what all I can do. What the hell you want from me? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been hearing that from a lot of people too. Um, and, and I always think it's fun when you get to see an artist, it's like, Oh, I really like, you know, this, you know, pop punk song or something that you did. And then they release something totally different. You're like, Oh, that's really cool. That's a different kind of like side of your personality or something. And I think part of the, the, the problem there, part of what makes it hard is again, kind of comes back to like social media and how do you promote yourself and all this stuff? Because any, you know, I constantly get ads for like how to promote your music, how to be successful on social media, blah, 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 buy my course, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and like all of those marketing people will be like, well, you have to have a really specific niche and you have to have like this well-defined brand because, you know, if you're not targeting at this subsect of people that you're going to serve ads to, then, you know, how are you going to build an audience? And it's like, well, that's no fun. Who wants to do that? <laughs> but yeah, I think hopefully more and more people will be kind of saying, fuck it. And like you said, do what I want. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we're entering into a time where or we're already in a time where people care. How am I trying to word this? It's it's like people care more about the artist than they used to. Mm-hmm. You know, you see when I, I remember, you know, growing up, it was all about the music. And if uh, like, let's take uh Let's talk about these guys too much, but um, it fits. Let's take Lincoln Park mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. back in the day. You know, they obviously from the beginning to the end, they changed direction a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I used to be in the group that's like, oh, man, you know, they're sellouts. They're just whatever. And it's like, no, 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 no. When you read into it, they were kind of that way in the beginning they were being you know doing what the label wanted them to do and they finally got their freedom and they became what they wanted to be yep yep. and you're seeing a lot more people care about artists being what they want to be Mm -hmm. and so i think maybe not immediately but in the very near future we're going to see a time where it's easier to promote yourself as yourself instead of uh how it used to be selling the artwork you're selling the artist right right yeah yeah Yeah. which you know probably comes with its own set of uh unhealthy pressures and unintended side effects and we'll find out what those are another five ten years down the road (laughs) oh yeah but I am I am excited for seeing that because yeah, there's so yeah. many like I already said there's so many talented artists out there that just can't be caged in this one genre. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So um we've talked about your song, we talked about but we didn't talk about uh we did talk about that you did everything in it. How many instruments do you play? Uh, I play um, trombone and saxophone 
poorly at this point because I took about a decade off and I've just started trying to relearn them. Um, but trombone, saxophone, uh, guitar, bass, keys, drums are the main ones. Um, I can pick up stuff and figure it out most of the time if I need to or want to. I've got a ukulele too that I screw around with sometimes. Um, you know, if it if it makes sound, I'm I'm interested in screwing with it and can figure out how to use it in a song if I want to most of the time. So awesome to be that talented, man. Uh, but you mentioned the trombone and stuff uh-huh. earlier. Uh-huh. I was like, we going ska now? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny that like the combination of things I do, um, especially playing, given that I play like pop punk and stuff, it's like, you would expect me to have been in a ska band at some point, but that that hasn't happened. Uh, maybe if the right opportunity comes someday, that might be fun. But um, I've worked on some ska, like recording and mixing and stuff, and I love that. Um, you know, anytime you get to work with, you know, I I love rock bands and heavy music and stuff, but at the end of the day, it's you know, guitars, drums, bass, vocal. So anytime I get to mix a horn or a weird keyboard or something, it's always a fun change of pace. Uh, so now I need to bring it into every time I have anybody on, I got to bring it into the three things that we usually keep up with. We talked about mental health a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about music. Now the third thing, I I just categorize it with one word, magic. But what that means is nerdy things. Okay. okay. Over the card game magic. Okay. Okay. So, what about you's the nerdiest thing you got going on? I mean, that probably depends on your your definition of nerd. Uh, it I I would probably say in in. Uh, I think the sense you're talking about, I'm really into like retro video games. Um, I've got like the the NES Classic and the SNES Classic and the little Atari reissue and the little Sega Genesis reissue. Um, and those are super fun. When, when I was growing up, I wasn't really allowed to play video games at all. And so, you know, as... As I've gotten older, I played like GameCube and PS2, and I have an Xbox 360 now, which for me is like a really modern, up to date console. <laughs> um, but uh, but you know, I I totally missed all of that that stuff um, like in the 90s and and whatnot. So it's really fun to go back and like play Mario World 3 or like you know, uh, Zelda on SNES and, and that kind of stuff. So that's probably the, the nerdiest stuff I've been up to recently. Um, now the important question yeah. is because I nerd out over the three things, music, magic, mental health. Mm-hmm. You had something else you were thinking about. What do you nerd out over? So, uh, like from a nerdy technical standpoint, um, I a while ago learned how to like repair vintage amplifiers and stuff. So that's like a different kind of like nerdy, um, more technical level. So it's really fun to get into an amp and, you know, swap out capacitors and tubes and try to figure out where their problems and stuff. Um, but, uh, 
but yeah, that's that's kind of uh, you know, like 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 I said earlier, like when I was growing up, I thought I was probably going to be a, an engineer of some point, not like a mixing engineer, recording engineer, like yeah, I'm an engineer, but you know, in the traditional sense engineer. So, um those kinds of things are are fun to kind of get in and and play with that other kind of side of of stuff that's less the you know traditional artsy whatever you want to however you want to differentiate those things that's still pretty cool man man of many yeah, yeah. talents <laughs> yeah i like uh uh i think like my one of my kind of philosophies is like if there's something that i need to do or that like like i always try to do something myself before i hire somebody to do something you know like you can take your amp to the repair shop and i've you know when i was younger i did that all the time um but a lot of the time it wouldn't you know they wouldn't do what i needed them to do or it would take them a month to get it back to me or something and i'm like screw that i'm gonna try to do it myself and you know um that's kind of how i got into recording and and mixing and stuff and i've also done that with like i really love um before the pandemic my wife and i really loved going to like craft cocktail bars or tea bars and stuff um and so i like learned how to make those like nice craft cocktails at home and you know kind of like anything that's a skill that i can learn um i love doing that it's super fun dude that's that's awesome that's uh you know i'm not quite as talented but i feel like i'm talking to somebody that knows what i'm talking about because yeah you know just uh learning how to do new things i mean that's a thing to nerd out about and it's totally yeah and and if i could just for a second like um one of my like a little pet peeve of mine pet peeve isn't quite the right word but you know if i'm like i play six different instruments or whatever or i also do this or do this people are like oh you're so talented it's like you know i think like there is some inherent talent stuff but like you said like it's it's learning things you know and like anybody can learn things you just have to to put in the work and like believe that you can you know like i don't have a talent for repairing guitar amplifiers or something but i just decided i'm going to try it and see if i can do it and watch as many youtube videos as possible and you know find books and and stuff like that so like i think um i would encourage like you or listeners or anybody like don't don't let like quote unquote thinking you're not talented be like an excuse not to try something you know like you don't really know what you can do until you really make an effort at something you know right and just because you fail at the one thing doesn't mean you know that uh you're not able to like for instance while you were saying that i was thinking you know i've tried to learn different languages i can't learn that but mm-hmm. I can learn other things. Right. 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 You know, and uh, maybe you just haven't found, well, I was going to say your niche, but it's not really a niche. It's uh, your style. Like. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think also like learning how you learn is really important. You know, like for like, I'm a trial and error person, you know, like all, um, you know, like if there's something I want to figure out, I'll go and and these days normally like watch a couple of YouTube videos and then just go like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And if it doesn't work, I'll start over. You know, like I've been like 
getting really into like teaching myself cooking lately and stuff and instead of following recipes or whatever it's like i'll i'll like look up a recipe or go on youtube and watch somebody make it or something and then go okay i'll give this a try and taste every step of the way you know and like getting that feedback from if it's cooking tasting you go something's wrong adjust it if it's working on a mix you go oh i'm gonna try something really crazy that you know i'm gonna put this effect on that and immediately it sounds awesome you're like great that works you just learned something or you go well that sounds like trash you learn something too you know um so so yeah that kind of like you know and and so for me it's like i know i learn by trial and error and i learn by watching people other do doing things and then trying it you know so if you learn that like you learn better by like reading a ton of books or something or you learn better by doing this or doing that like that's probably half the battle you know so i was going to ask you uh we're nearing the end of our time here i was going <laughs> to ask you if you had any last inspirational words but it sounds like you just gave them <laughs> yeah probably that's that's kind of like i think um the the biggest kind of takeaway from from my song and and everything i'm trying to do now is is just like just fucking do stuff you know like give it a go see what happens be really honest with yourself about it be really honest with other people about it and um you know if you if you fail you learn something too you and know? you know that's kind of been the theme of my life the past couple of weeks too uh my therapist has pretty much not in those words, but said that, like, you got to start doing stuff, whether you fail or not, start doing it. Yeah. And that's at the same time, that's really fucking hard. Like, you know, I struggle with depression all the time. Like, it sounds like I'm doing all this amazing stuff. But, you know, some weeks I'm like, yeah, fucking I'm not touching a guitar. Like, I'm just going to lay in bed and think that uh, I don't want to do anything. What's the point of any of it? You know, so um don't don't get discouraged either if you don't have the motivation for it you know like a lot of what the song is about to me is like um it's really hard to figure out what works and what doesn't for you um both in terms of like managing mental health or like for motivating yourself to do things and i think sometimes when you're you know for me i'm like depressed or something and it's like well you should exercise and that'll make you feel better you should change your diet and that'll make you feel better and you should do all these things and then you go oh man now there's just all these extra things on my to-do list and that feels overwhelming and now i don't want to do any of it or then you beat yourself up for being a failure because you're not doing these things that you quote unquote should be doing um so like you know take it easy on yourself but at the same time try to look out for that line between where you you know taking a mental health day or like giving yourself a break when you need a break. And then when are you just procrastinating and wallowing and wallowing in things? And, um, for me, and I think for a lot of artists, that's a really fine line to walk, you know? Mm -hmm. But Hey, uh, thank you for coming on the show, man. Totally, totally. uh, other than, uh, the technical issues at the beginning, it's yeah, been yeah. fun. It's awesome, been great. Awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. Likewise. Uh, this has been the Confound Millennial, starring Stephen Sturvin Michaels and featuring Peter Duff. Now listen to this track.